Welcome to Making America Strong Again, the only program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Join fellow patriots as we rediscover our past, reignite our future, and celebrate America now. Well, good morning. This is Steve Olds. I'd like to welcome you to the Making America Strong Again radio program. A special shout out to our friends on the iHeartRadio network who are listening to us from across the country and around the world. We also thank our PatriotPodcast.com listeners who get our program every week. We appreciate you sharing it with everybody that you know so we can plug people into the whole idea of making America strong again. As you've known... If you've been listening for the last several weeks, we've started a leadership series that is really focusing on the application of how to take the ideas and the concepts of what makes America strong right down to the kitchen table. Because we know what makes America strong is our people. America was founded on people that had a vision, that had a vision for something that was much bigger than themselves. Matter of fact, it was much bigger than their own families. It was a vision for their progeny. It was a vision for the future and a vision for the world. It was something that most people even now have a hard time understanding. But when you get into a mental position of leadership and you start believing that the things that most people consider impossible can actually be achieved if you have the right priorities. I'm joined today in studio by a good friend of mine that I've known for a number of years that we've done some work together in the past and have talked about a lot of things. We participate actually in a joint leadership course right now that's run by another mutual friend, Drew Miles. But today I'd like to welcome Dan Romance. Dan, welcome to the program. Thanks, Steve. Good to be here. So, Dan, we're going to dig into the uh, your perspective on leadership and, and how you feel about certain things. But before we get kicked off, give us a little bit about your background. Where where'd you come from? Where Where have you been? What kind of things drive you? Thanks, Steve. Well, I'm uh, currently working with uh, Drew Miles at his firm called Tax Saving Professionals. We're located here in Beach, in Vero Beach. We're a national company, and we work with business owners across the country. Uh, before that, I had a uh, 20-year stint in uh, especially retail management uh, after graduating from college over in the, the state of Louisiana, born and raised outside the suburbs of Buffalo, New York, and um, I'm Again, happy to be with you here today. So, Dan, Buffalo, New York, um, you had plenty of opportunity for time to pontificate in the middle of the winters with lots of snow and all those sorts of things. And now you've relocated to the uh, to the southern territories with plenty of sunshine, right? Yes, there's so much opportunity down here, Steve, that it's just uh, it's unbelievable. Well, in full disclosure, uh, Dan mentioned Drew Miles, as I did, and Drew was one of our advisory board members at Patriot Mission, and Drew's been one of the guys that has been a mentor to me and a mentor to Dan. We've worked together both with Drew and, and other individuals that are passionate about taking on big challenges. And one of the things that we want to talk about today is is your perspective on leadership, Dan. What are the things that, that really position your brain? How do you think about leadership? Where does it begin for you? Well, I, I think, Steve, that leadership really begins with the, uh, with the fine-looking person who's in the mirror in front of you. We've really got to take a look at ourselves to realize opportunity, realize what we can do for ourselves. Uh, and before we can lead others, we really have to lead ourselves. We have to lead ourselves to greatness, if that's our calling. If there's something we're passionate about 
and we want to share with others and get that message out, we've got to lead ourselves to do those types of things. How many people do you believe when they look in the mirror, they see the opportunity for greatness? I think that they might see it, but they don't think it ever it could ever happen to them. They're just not willing to take that step because of because of fear. And uh, and just to elaborate on that fear, uh, from one of my favorite speakers, Les Brown. Not sure if it's his original quote, but fear is really just false evidence appearing real, and that can paralyze people. It can stop them right in their right in their tracks before they even get started. They're going to choose to stop. So, Dan, did you did you always have this perspective? I think I did. I've always been the optimist. I've always been the optimist in the in the face of of um, uncertainty, in the face of um, uh, large challenges, large odds in front of me, and uh, you know the the positive mental attitude, keeping that PMA strong and keeping it flowing constantly, twenty four seven. Going to bed with a good frame of mind, waking up with a good frame of mind, ready to just crush the day and take on any challenges that come your way, and really expecting that you're going to overcome those challenges. So when you look back at your, especially your, your foundational years, we've talked in, on the program here over the last several weeks about what it's like for kids in America. And a lot, of, a lot of young people right now are not hearing the messages that you and I have heard throughout our lives. Um, we could talk about the educational system. We can talk about parenting. We can talk about mentors. What were some of the key influencers for you growing up? Well, some of the key influencers for me growing up were were probably sports figures. I always like to use sports analogies um, to accomplish great things. And uh, growing up, the uh, the U.S. Olympic team in 1980, a lot of the listeners uh, may not be familiar, but a lot of them may be familiar. They were the they were the they were an underdog, and they took on the powerhouses of the world in ice hockey. And um, as Al Michael said. Uh, when the USA won the cup, he said, do you believe in miracles? And then he paused and he said, yes. And I could just picture all the guys on the team throwing their gloves off and their sticks up in the air and just uh, having a great time celebrating their victory on the on the ice. It was an amazing event. You know, as you talk about that, I, I have a flashback. And for many of us, we can remember exactly where we were. I mean, I was a junior in high school. Mm. And when we played the hockey game, and a lot of people, especially our younger listeners, may not realize that in the Olympics back in the 80s and the early 90s, you didn't have professionals. You weren't supposed to have professionals in the Olympics. And so America abided by the rules of the Olympian. And we had we had young college-type athletes who were amateurs. But, of course, uh, at the time, the Soviet Union, um, their amateurs were actually professionals. They were trained from the time they were born to become superstar athletes. And they were professionals. That was their job. And so beating the Russians was was virtually impossible, especially in some of those sports. So the fact that we went up against them in the silver round to beat the Russians, mm-hmm. and at the time, at 1980, we were in America in a very challenging place. Ronald Reagan had just taken office. The Iran hostages had just been released. Our interest rates were at 18%. The economy was a shambles. Our nation was really facing some challenges. And we had a president at that time that believed that making America strong again was a great idea. He came to paint bold colors and tell stories that inspired people. And then what happened? I've got to believe that the inspiration from great leaders, whether they're political leaders, whether they're church leaders, whether they're business leaders, you got to believe that going into those Olympics in 1980 – fired those young guys up, and they were ready to go take that gold. It's pretty pretty amazing. It is amazing. And um, 
the word achieve always strikes a chord in me, and I always think back to uh, Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. He said, what the mind of a man can conceive and believe, the mind of a man can achieve. So it's really all upstairs. It's what your it's what your thought process is. It's how you think about yourself, uh, your circumstances, and what you want to do about it to uh, to affect your future. So Dan, what you're really focusing on here is personal leadership. It is the decisions that you've made, as you talked about the guy in the mirror, and you're making those decisions every day, aren't you? Without question, you have to make those decisions, and really, those decisions uh, start at home. They start with your family. You know, you can lead your family to greatness or you can lead your family to mediocrity, and uh, and that's a choice also. So if first you have to lead yourself to greatness and then you bring your family along for the ride, that's a fine way to go. And I think um, that's what I'm in the middle of doing myself, Steve. Mm. It's, a, uh, it's a long process, isn't it, Dan? It sure is. It doesn't happen overnight. Well, one of the things that I know to be true, and I know you know this to be true, is that if we keep our eyes on the horizon – and keep our eyes on the target that we've decided is our calling, or depending on your your personal perspective, if you believe God's given you a mission and you're called to that mission, you're called to a mission to lead your family, to lead yourself, to lead your children, it helps develop priorities for the way you live your life. Tell us about how you view priorities for longevity. That's a great keep your eyes on the horizon. I always think about when I first took driver's ed, and they said you've got to be looking way up the road. If you're looking two inches past the front end of your car, that you're, you're, you're not going to have a very good outcome. So you've got to look into the future. You've got to look into, uh, at the horizon. Um, one of the things that I've, I've tried to impress upon my son, and I actually have, is, is to, to support him in his, in his dreams and his goals. And after two years of college, uh, in the middle of his second year, uh, he discovered a passion for business, and he had an opportunity to start his own business. And me, being entrepreneurial in spirit, I really encouraged him. I fostered his thought process. I encouraged him to listen to the to the personal development uh, speakers that I like to listen to on Audible or on or on YouTube, and really get saturated with positive influences in his life. And uh, he decided to move full time into a, into a, a new business. And he has since found a mentor, and he's got a plan to be a millionaire. And he had his LLC, his own LLC, when he was 19. He's 22 now. And uh, I just couldn't be more proud of him. That's awesome. So, you know, what's interesting, and you bring this up, and and when we come back um, in the second part of the program, we're going to drill down into a couple of things, one of which is how our decisions impact our kids. And what you've just described is a decision that your son made that some may consider counterculture, you know, because the the adage that we have to go to school, we have to incur fifty dollars or $100,000 worth of debt and hang it around our neck, we have to pretend like we might get a job that will pay that off. Perhaps you'll note some cynicism in the in the comments, just but, a bit, just a tad. But but the reality is, um, you have to follow that passion. And clearly, your son's got a passion for what it is that he does. What type of business did he start? He has a pool service business. Awesome. And he's out there in the trenches, uh, cleaning pools, servicing pools. And I told him by the time he's twenty five, he doesn't need to be touching any more water. He needs to hire a team and build a and build a, a, a successful company. So if I have a pool, where do I where do I find your son? Uh, you can find him in, in Coral Springs, Coconut Creek, Boca Raton, Deerfield Beach. That's where he is. And um, does he have a website? He doesn't have a website, but he's got uh, a telephone number and an email address. 
All right. Well, if you have a pool and you're listening to us in one of those areas, we'll give you a way to get in touch with Dan at the end of the program so we can find out. We're uh, we're about promoting capitalism and entrepreneurship at every stage of the game. That'd be great, Steve. Thanks. So one of the things that we're going to come back and talk about is mentors. So, Dan, when you think about your mentors, I'd like to come back and dig into some of the folks that have had a big impact on you, what specifically they've done, and perhaps some of the tools you touched on a little bit earlier, but how we can use those tools on a regular basis to to really get clear and focused so we can achieve those dreams that are on the horizon. We'll be right back. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com. This is Steve Schwartz with PDGo.com. We've been in business for over 15 years and have created over 1,000 websites for clients across the USA and across the world. We help our clients have a custom, affordable website, and we teach them personally how they can very easily update the information on their websites themselves anytime they want to without being a techie. Take a look at PDGo.com and see samples of our work and testimonials that clients have said about our service. PDGo.com. Again, PDGo.com. At SurfPro of Vero Beach, no job is too big and no question is too small. So when fire, water, or mold damage strikes your home or business, call on SurfPro of Vero Beach at 772-770-0501. That's where you'll find a team of specialists that's faster to any size disaster. So when the things that matter most are on the line, make sure SurfPro of Vero Beach is too by calling 772-770-0501. That's SurfPro of Vero Beach helping make fire, water, and mold damage like it never, ever happened. Franchises are independently owned and operated. Hi, this is Kelly Fisher, a supporter of the Making America Strong Again mission and your local real estate professional here on the Treasure Coast. It has been my honor to serve our community here in Vero Beach since 2003, and with over 1,500 home sales over the past 21 years, it's my hope that you will consider the Kelly Fisher team at Treasure Coast Sotheby's International Realty for all your real estate needs. It's also our desire that every family has a home and every home has a family. And we have partnered with the Homeless Family Center of Vero Beach to work toward that goal. When you buy or sell a home with the Kelly Fisher team, we will make a substantial contribution toward alleviating homelessness in our hometown. To be a part of this great mission, please call us at 772-321-6905. Welcome back to Making America Strong Again, the program dedicated to inspire you and to inspire a nation with stories of American exceptionalism and national restoration. Once again, here's your host, Steve Olds. Well, thanks again for joining us today. I'm joined by Dan Romance in studio from tax-saving professionals, but Dan and I have been uh, buds for quite a while. We've known each other. We've worked together. We've got very similar philosophies, and it's uh, it's great to have you with us, Dan. Thanks for staying with us. Again, thank you, Steve. Glad to be here. So in the first segment, we talked about priorities. We talked about the things that are important in life. We talked about the way you think about that. We talked about personal leadership. We've mentioned on the program before the adage that a leader of one is a leader of many, but if you can't lead one, you can't lead any. So what are the priorities that you look at on a daily basis or perhaps in a planning uh, phase? How do you get your arms around everything that's happening in your life? How do you prioritize those? 
Well, you know, that's such a broad question, but I think first you've got to have God in your life. God has got to be first, and uh, and your family has to be second, and then finally business has to be third. And, you know, some people can be successful in life for maybe short periods of time if they don't have all these three components at equal amounts. Um, they might experience successful uh, years or even decades, but in the long run, it's the people that can focus on God, family, and business in that order, they're going to be most successful for the longest periods of time. And that's what I believe, Steve. You know, one of the things that that always struck me, especially as a young guy, and I've mentioned Dr. Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, before on this program, but the opportunity to look at life and look at the investments you make with other people, almost like an emotional bank account. That's how he describes it. And when you have agreement in your family on opportunities, for example, there are times when Nancy and I have had to make decisions that it's going to take a considerable amount of time to do what we're doing, like we're doing now with our Patriot mission. The the opportunities and the need for America is crucial, and we're at a point in our life now that we're empty nesters that we're going to, we've made some decisions that have taken an extraordinary amount of time and resource for us to be able to pull that off. But those withdrawals from the emotional bank account of time together can be replenished if we have a plan and if we have agreement. How do you do that with respect to your family or with respect to your business? When you start, you've got your priorities lined up. I know mentoring is a, is a part of that. How do you get the advice and the counsel so that you do things in the right order and, and you don't get too far off track? Well, I think the first thing you knew, you need to do is you need to find something that you're passionate about. Um, you can't you can't buy into somebody else's plan if it really doesn't become part of your plan. So you've got to find something that you're passionate about, and you've got to find a mentor that's passionate about the same thing and that they're also passionate about your success or your growth. Um, you know, if you're not growing, you're dying. So if we're not making small increments, small strides in moving forward – then we'll be either stagnant or we'll be moving backwards. And to move forward is the goal. You don't want to lose, you don't want to lose traction or lose ground. Uh, so when working with a mentor, finding a mentor that's very generous with their time is going to be most beneficial for you, but that's hard to find. Those people are a diamond in a rough. Uh, I've been very fortunate since working with, uh, with Mr. Drew Miles for now over seven years to allow Drew to mentor me and allow me to grow and develop personally and professionally and spiritually. I hit the jackpot with Drew. He's been able to help me on all uh, all three counts. Uh, but to have a person like that in your life um, and experience the success, it slowly allows you to believe that you can be that mentor for somebody else, whether it be for your children, for other family members, or for business colleagues, or for maybe somebody who you really didn't know until recently that could really use your experiences as being a mentor for them. Well, you know, Dan, you talk about staying on track, and that's hugely important. And in order to get a mentor in your life, one of the things that we've learned is that it starts with service. One of the reasons, I'm sure, and if we ask Drew, and and fortunately Drew's going to be our guest either next week or the week after, one of the reasons that mentors love to mentor is because of the heart of the apprentice. The apprentice begins with an attitude of service. 
the apprentice shows up and wants to work hard, wants to learn, wants to study, wants to take the advice. Sometimes we don't want to exactly take all of the advice. I know I've, <laughs> there have been times in my life when I've said, you know, I don't really like that opinion. And then you find out they were right. And the reason they're mentors is because they knew something that you couldn't understand. Correct. But a lot of it's like flying an airplane. When you go from one point to another, that airplane is off track 98% of the time. And the airplane is always correcting the pilot or the autopilot is always correcting for winds and temperature and all sorts of things so that when you leave Vero Beach and you land in San Francisco, that airplane lands on time, on target. And the same thing's true in our life. If we're not paying attention, continuously correcting, and part of the way we do that is by proactively recognizing we don't know everything, we don't have all the answers, but if we're open, and that's what you're describing, it's a, it's a willingness, it's a mental willingness to be open to instruction. If that instruction, if you're a Christian and that instruction starts with the Word of God, that works. And he describes that to us. If we're interested in open to learning about how to have a strong family, and you can learn from people that have had that expertise, you can do that. And if you're open to mentoring, there's a good chance that your kids are as well. And that's what you've described for us today. When you think about if you're going to give some advice to somebody right now, they're hearing some of this information, and it may be all new. They may have never heard anybody break that down. If I want to begin to start learning myself, where do I begin? Well, I think one of the great tools that we have with uh, our modern technology is, of course, the Internet and um and uh, any type of uh, technology and communication. One of the things that I've been a strong proponent of um, since I started using it was something as simple as audible.com. You know, audible.com allows us to listen to books that experts in the field have put out there for us uh, as mentors to share their experiences with us. And uh, the education that's available at a very, very minimal cost which would not amount to a fifty dollars or $100,000 college tuition bill uh, or student loan, uh, is just staggering. And that's where I began with mine, with my learning, was with uh, audible.com and also YouTube. YouTube's got some great uh, videos, some great speeches that have been given. You know, they've got the visual as well as the audio. With audible.com, of course, it's just listening to it. But um, you can get exposure to things that, that you would never have other, otherwise realized. And uh, through Audible.com, there's one book by a gentleman named Robert Jordan. It's simply called How They Did It. And he interviews 10, I believe it's 10, highly successful entrepreneurs who started from scratch, built businesses from zero, and after a period of time sold those businesses for hundreds of millions of dollars and then just started another one because that's what their passion was, growing and starting a business and then looking to pick it up and do it again. So those tools, and like you said, with Audible, I've listened to, I can't tell you how many books over the years, and you're right, you can get mentoring impact. And for a lot of people that have asked us, for example, this whole conversation about making America strong again, a lot of people don't really know history. They don't know where we've really come from. And so one of the the longest Audible books I've ever listened to is 55 hours long is a book called The Patriot's History of the United States, written by actually a New York Times, number one New York Times bestselling author, Dr. Larry Schweikert. And it gave us insights, and it really it illustrates in your mind elements that you're probably never going to pick up because I don't wouldn't probably pick up a 1,000-page book. So <laughs> it's one of those probably things. Probably not. It gives you a great opportunity. Well, well, Dan, we've covered a lot of topics, really. What we've done is touch on a lot of things that we could spend another 10 or 12 years drilling down to because that's what we do. Uh, tell us a little bit about how to get in touch with you and learn more about 
what you do, as well as perhaps anybody that's that's looking to get pool treatment, they can get in touch with you and you, you can hook them up with Christian, your son. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, Steve. Um, I, I'd be happy to give out my, my personal cell phone number uh, for people that would want to talk about, uh, you know, the first steps in, in, uh, in starting off on a personal development program uh, or talking to me about what uh, Drew Miles and myself and our colleagues do at our firm called Tax Saving Professionals. We do help business owners across the country to better utilize the tax code that's available so they can keep more of their money and send less into the government. Uh, 772-766-4637 is my contact phone number. And I can be emailed at dan.romance at taxsavingpros, with an S, dot com. Steve? Dan, that's been awesome to have you here. Thanks for it. We'll look forward to picking it up with Drew when we reconnect next week on our program. And until then, let's go make America strong again. Making America Strong Again is brought to you by Patriot Mission. To learn more about national restoration, get free resources at www.makingamericastrongagain.com.